Welcome to Creatively Exposed, a conversation for creatives, introverts, sapiosexuals, and all of the people entertained and who love us. I am Liz Flo, the podcast host, poet, writer, and overall Afro-Caribbean Latina creative. I know that is a mouthful, but welcome to the show. Welcome back to another show. I appreciate you still rocking with me for this month and some change. Um, There's been some spicy subjects lately, and I wanted to discuss all all the ways that we can create, all the places that they come from. Um... And usually from a place of authenticity. I think that some of the reasons why I delve into adult erotic poetry, writing, conversations is not only because I am 31, but because in the on the previous episode, I discussed where sexuality comes from sacral chakra and it's also the same place where we create and I'll have a whole separate episode based just on what is the sacral chakra what is what does it represent um blockages and such things but um I think self-autonomy is has been my biggest theme for this year and I guess um Throughout the years, but I feel like I'm more in my power this year. And so where I can have fun, be myself, defy some generalized processes, um, thoughts that people put on to others, and in my case, men onto women, I do not exist in a vacuum So I think it's pretty neat to be multifaceted and open to all of the uncomfortable ways that I am who I am, right? And so my sexual narcissist poem really isn't, I am a narcissist. That's not what it's all about. But it's just a view, like, um, it's not all about you, my guy. Sometimes I want it to be all about me in that case. And I have felt like some interactions are more like I'm being chosen to be a part of a some kind of dynamic with someone. And you're also chosen, dude. We're choosing each other. So it was a play on thoughts and experiences. And therefore, that's why I wrote it. Because it's like, hey, sometimes I am the selfish one. And um, 
I hope you enjoyed my conversation with my good friend, Brian Award. Um, if you missed it, this is that was not to be listened to with children or anyone who is not grown. So whenever you take time to listen to it, give me your thoughts. It's it's just a fun, playful conversation. And I think that I'll be doing those like maybe once a month, having a guest on and just having a wild card and seeing where it goes. So I appreciate you being here. Lately, there has been a theme coming up in regards to imposter syndrome, fear, feeling unworthy. And with this Aries full moon, I have been kind of feeling that also a little bit more. And so these are my thoughts. I was trying to look into the psychology behind fear and what what I found online is that it's a primitive response to anything that we perceive to be dangerous or threatening to ourselves. And I think that imposter syndrome um, or the fear of being caught like you're not supposed to be where you are and I can say in any setting, but most specifically in settings where you'll find success. So work, um, creative projects, et cetera. Um, we hear a lot within our minds and I've heard from others what if, what if I fall? And there is a quote that I'm sure most of us have seen around from a young poet where it's, what if you fly? And I think that a lot of our fear and imposter syndrome comes from creating this like end-all apocalyptic thought process of everything's going to explode and go to hell and we will be found out that we really didn't know what we were doing and it's BS, it's untrue. Um... During the Aries full moon, the biggest theme, it's today actually, the 13th of October. So by the time you hear this, it'll be over. But I think just go with this, you know, this thought, this discovery of self, of thinking, where can I show up more as myself? Because Aries is the big, like, I am is the the wording of that zodiac sign. So what are you? And what do you want to be more of? 
And how can you get there? What's holding you back? And I think a lot of what holds us back is fear. And in my mind, when I was reading the article about the psychology behind fear, it's all I kept seeing is survival and primitive. And a lot of our fears are based on previous experiences. I know most of my fear is emotional response to fear and feelings of unworthiness. And it's it can be learned behavior. It can be recorded behavior in your body. So there needs to be a reprogramming of sorts because negative energy is just so loud. You know, it's so, so loud. Whoever is a voice that we have taken on as our own in our brains that criticizes us to the point where we feel small, those aren't ours. I was telling my friend that because I've been thinking about this as I do inner child work. I'm like, those have never, I wasn't born with that critical voice in my mind. It could be a combination of society, parenthood, um, growing up maybe some bullying that you've encountered or even like a cause and effect that as kids we put on ourselves but wasn't ever really true to begin with. You know, as woman, as Black, Latina, Haitian child, there is a a bar of excellence that was needed and required in the household. And at times it translates into my life to the point where I don't finish what I'm working on. I paralyze myself into not creating because it just has to be a certain way and I don't know if it'll come out that certain way. Most times when we're going to embark on something new, we're afraid. And recently, there is an opportunity coming my way that I'm like, this is bigger than I could have imagined. Will I be able to do this? Will I be chosen to do this? Do I know enough? Am I smart enough? Is my hair too bright? (laughs) Um, Will I be accepted in this corporate setting? And, you know, sometimes 
I think as people, I we wonder, I wonder, do I fit into this space? Do I deserve to be in this space? But then let's look at the facts, you know? When you have studied, when you have years of experience, when you have actually put in the work relentlessly to be somewhere, why wouldn't you deserve to be there? Who do you have to prove yourself to? What if I fall? Like, who, what is the other option? Maybe you'll actually fly. Am I going to do something? Am I not going to do something because it might turn into a hot mess that I have to figure out and fix? That's not living. So sometimes I can paralyze myself, but I've learned that when I am afraid anxious about this next step that I'm going to do, it's because I've been surviving for so long, as in meeting my basic needs, that when abundance comes from universe, God, whoever, however, whatever you believe in, It's so much bigger than this self. So much bigger than what I could have thought of, what I could have envisioned that I'm like, how am I going to control this outcome? And the one thing that (laughs) I'm still learning is that I am on the universe's time and agenda, like the things that I receive, I've already been equipped for. No one grows or expands through doing the same limited thing over and over. It's close to insanity. Because insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. So how can I thrive or grow if I'm not going into something new? Fear and emotion is actually your body talking to you and giving you some kind of information Be it it's something you haven't healed, something that you do need to work on. In my case, it's, it's confidence and wondering where my self worth issues stem from. And there was a link that I found actually this week, um, Shine text, you guys know by now, hopefully, that I absolutely love Shine text. 
And they had an article about confidence is found once you start. So basically it means do it scared. What if you fall? You're going to skin your knee. You might hurt something. Hopefully, you know, you're not over 30 like I am and feel the effects a little bit longer. But you heal. And you learn maybe to wear different shoes that have a lot more grip. Maybe you learn what path you don't want to go through anymore. Or maybe you learn that you're so dope that you blow your own mind. A lot of us creatives, and I've been wanting to break down what is a creative, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't limit it to just being an artist. It means that you're able to put two unrelated things and make it something new. Living is creative if you allow yourself to be. So when I think of imposter syndrome, I think it's harder for those in marginalized communities because we've only been taught in most cases to survive. And when we've surpassed meeting our basic needs, it's uncharted territory for everyone around us. You know, and it's scary because it's the unknown. But you can't discover yourself in known territory. You can't learn what you're made of until you're learning and growing and figuring it out. Every single thing, hard thing that has happened to me and us you have gone through and it has made you who you are today, you know? And in my case, I don't decide to be ashamed of that. I I show myself in the mirror like, yo, you did that. And that is powerful. So... In this thought process, I hope that when you are afraid, ask that voice. I name my voice. I call her La Criticona, um, which is the criticizer. And that is in so many levels. Body image, creative works, um, work, emotional like relationships and stuff. That's a whole separate podcast that I'm not doing. Um, When I hear that voice of criticism, 
I basically put it outside of myself. Excuse me. And as I listen, I'm like, yeah, okay. You don't know what you're doing. Most of us don't know what we're doing. How can you do this if you've never done it before? I mean, I think I'm pretty intelligent. I'll figure it out. Like, I'll have that conversation and I'm going to respond back like an unruly teenager and be like, yo, so I'm going to do it anyway because I know from, from growing pains is where you actually grow. Like, you can't grow from the earth if you're in, like, stagnant energy. A seed bursts wide open, and that is how it grows. It doesn't stay within the fruit and starts randomly just growing in the same little pocket of whatever it's in. It literally bursts wide open. So in regards to imposter syndrome, are you going to bust it wide open or are you going to stay where you're at? I'm rooting for you. So Anchor and I have been kicking it for as long as Creatively Exposed has been alive, which September. And I am amazed at how easy it is to record an episode, edit an episode when on the go, either on my phone or in my laptop. And I'm getting paid for it. I get this sponsorship and I don't need to have you know, a huge listenership, which is pretty dope for the beginning. And it's free, y'all. So if you've been waiting to be heard on all of the sound waves, Apple, Google, etc., then this is your time. Get started on the Anchor app or online at anchor.fm and start that podcast today. So the quote from the article that I was telling you about, um, it says, confidence comes after you start, not before. So how dope is that? Um, Usually, once we really start into what we're doing, we're like, oh, oh, okay, I can can actually do this. Um, Let me keep trudging forward, you know? And um, speaking of confidence, I wanted to discuss this um, book that I went to the book signing for, which is Dear Haiti, Love Allen by Maika and Maritza Mulit. And I just, it gives me a huge smile on my face because I was able to Get the Audible through the library. I am the requester of all the POC books that my online library has. If you don't have a library card, you are probably missing out on a lot of free books. Just wanted to put that out there. Um, 
So, dear Haney Love Island, what a fun, fun time. Um, the character is 16, a Haitian girl from Miami. And I believe she's the first generation American. And she is he. Hilarious. Um, strong parents with amazing, interesting roles in society. And there is magic. There is um, history, like a really rich history. The, visual, the visualization is... I felt like I was there the whole time, sitting in the book and just watching this girl talk about her life and her experiences. And man, there were, I just felt so seen in the book because there are moments that she struggles with her Haitian identity. And I do have those moments being that my only experiences have been through being here in Florida, in Miami, versus actually going to visiting Haiti. And um, she gets in trouble and she gets sent to Haiti. And that just adds a whole layer of Plots and twists and growth and important conversations and relation with family. And there are some really laughable moments as there are some really painful moments. There is betrayal, love... But I like the fact that for the main character, it wasn't overly saturated with the whole romantic portion. It was more of a self-discovery of herself and her family in relation to her heritage, which I thought made it all the more richer because the relationships are really well-developed. And I totally, after I say this, I totally had a crush on the, her like love interest. Excellent. You know, and it made me think like, when I write, um, I'm, tr I'm working on delving into YA and I can have moments zooming out and not making things flow freely and become what they want to. Sometimes I feel like I get tunnel vision. And with reading this book, I'm really trying not to give away anything because I really, really want you to check it out. Um, it just gave more life and space and options to me as a writer 
to like make things how you want to make things. If in the real world this does not exist, why not make it in your in your writing or your creative projects? And um I just feel like this was a story that I would have loved to have as a kid. And I'm just so happy that I was able to fully be immersed and enjoy it. I literally took more time than I usually take to read, listen to a book. Um, Bonnie Turpin, which I am a total fangirl of, is the narrator of this book. And she is so fascinating because of how she can do different voices and give each character its own life. So it's literally like you hear every single character in the book and not think that it's coming from one person. So I really recommend Dear Haiti Lavalin. And you can be from anywhere in the world to enjoy it. Um, I personally always love to listen to audiobooks. It's how I can enjoy my books as I go. But what a ride. Um, yeah, I'm still sitting with it and enjoying it. Um because it was just that fulfilling. And there's very, I enjoy a lot of books, but there's few books that I can say that I just really have to sit and still kind of like enjoy the aftertaste of a book. Um, it was really well-written and there weren't a lot of eye rolls because sometimes with YA, being an adult, I'm just like, oh, girl, come on. Um, but I recommend it. Strongly self-loving Black girl. She is not broken. I don't feel like she starts out as like this broken, diminished thing. And that's, it was very refreshing. So check out Dear Haiti Love Alain by... Maika and Maritza Mulit. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you for listening, everyone. Adios, nos vemos. See you later. Napalepita. This was another episode of Creatively Exposed, and you can find me on all of the interwebs as Liz Flow, L Y S Z F L O. And on Instagram, creatively exposed without the E. Sign up, show up, hit me up. Um, there's also voice memos that you can send. Rate, review, subscribe. Let's keep the conversation going. Thank you.